Welcome to the Stockholmer with Maddie Savage. This is the podcast that introduces you to the people who are making a noise in Sweden's capital. And in this episode, we mean that literally. You are listening to The Stockholmer. We like to call it the new evolution of what is the guitar and the last step was in the, with the electric guitar in the 50s. We see this product to open a new door a new era for the musical industry. Italian music obsessive Michaela Benincasso bought a one-way ticket to Sweden in 2007. Now he's leading an international tech team creating the world's first smart guitar. It's a wooden instrument that's also a wireless speaker and allows users to post performances online. The Stockholmer went to have a listen. The Stockholmer. We're sitting in one of Stockholm's biggest co-working spaces for tech startups, Things, on campus at Sweden's Royal Institute of Technology, known here as KTH. And Michelle is holding the first prototype of the world's very first smart guitar. Michelle, this invention can do a lot of cool stuff. Talk us through some of your very favourite features. Yes. First of all, I mean, our sensors is a real guitar. But what our technology is based on, we transform the body of the guitar. I mean, the whole acoustic body of the guitar as an high fidelity speaker, transforming the sound in vibration. So everything you will hear is produced by the vibration of the wood and all the processing is building inside the guitar. For example, this is how the, the guitar sounds when it's off. But then if I turn it on, I can, for example, add uh, uh, tremolo just by moving in the guitar. I can uh, move it in another way and get the uh, synthesizer sound. And then through the touch sensor we have, we can control the synthesizer. Uh, with the um, control the sound just by uh, moving my hand close into the guitar. So I just want to clarify for listeners, there's not a single plug, there's not a single wire. Every sound you're making is just by either touching the guitar or moving your hands in the air around the guitar. Yes, and then we want to be one click away to play and stream and share. I want to show you how fast fast and easy is to, in two clicks, just go from the guitar to my phone or to SoundCloud or wherever. So. And uh, what happens if I go on my phone? Wow. Well, for a start, you can hear how good your speakers are, <laughs> other than the ones that are on a smartphone. But that was so, so, so quick. So the idea is people can can share their music in an instant, in a heartbeat. Yes, the idea is to be one click away from the rest of the world. Because if I want to do the same things today, I need to get my guitar, my sound card, my computer, my cables, my pedals, and everything can break in between. And also, if everything works, it will take, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to set up everything. And at the end of the day, you don't have 20 minutes to set up. I mean, we, we live in one click world. How exactly did you come up with the idea? What made you wake up one day and say, hey, the world needs a, a smart guitar? The idea actually started 
some times ago. I mean, I started as a musician, but then I wanted to actually build the instrument. I moved to Cremona in the, and I studied at the International School of Violin Making, Antonio Stradivari. And then, uh, you know, it, it was a long journey, but I mean, in the short one that 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, I moved to Stockholm. Why? Uh, because I wanted to change everything. I knew that I, I, want, I was really fascinated by the Nordic country and uh, I came uh, just with a picture of my guitars and uh, you know, with no English, I couldn't speak English at that time. And I was uh, going to the guitar store and say, well, I built these guitars and I come from a Stradivarius uh, violin making school. And yeah, the third day I got a job. After a couple of weeks I moved and it's been nine years and something now. So first of all, you were making guitars and working in a guitar store. How did you go to developing then this smart guitar? If you look outside, the last step in the guitar revolution was, you know, basically the big boom was in the 50s and not much has happened since then. So I tried to put new prototypes together using the current technology for the guitars, but still was really old fashioned compared to our technologies today. So what I did, I knocked the door at KTH and I said, uh, okay, this is what I do. And uh, I have this idea to combine these, those two words. I mean, the traditional with the newest technology. And he said, oh, this is amazing. And uh, I mean, we started actually from just an idea to a project and then it became actually something, a company. And then after that, we realized, okay, this actually works. So 10 people working at the company, what are they doing on a day-to-day basis? I mean, for people who aren't developers themselves or, or involved in this kind of tech, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to know. We're sitting here, we're looking at the prototype. It clearly works, does a lot of cool things. So what do you need to do now to get it to the next stage? What are your team doing now? Of course, we have the development team here, the guys who are actually working on the software, on the hardware and lines and lines of code. And then what, what I call the business side of the team, they are based in uh, London, Rome, and um, Gothenburg. And then there are so many things to do. For example, the start of May, we released a new video and uh, we get uh, almost 2 million views in five days total. And we have so many things, hundreds and hundreds of emails and contacts. So that in somehow when you are in a startup phase you try to you have your milestone you have your uh, track that you are following but then there are things that are happening and you need to be ready to switch and adapt i mean adapting is one of the main main uh, challenge and uh, i was going to ask you because it's whenever you meet someone who's developed a cool product or has got a great idea you know that there has been a hard journey or at least some difficult steps along the way. What would you say has been the most problematic part for you? For me as a person, definitely, you know, keeping the balance between, you know, personal life and the working life. Uh, you never quit working, but at the same time, what you are doing is the what you really want to do in life. So I think it's amazing. You really need a lot of energy, but the, the feeling you got, I mean, gives you those energy. So it's a, it's a different uh, way. There are some other rival companies with similar technologies. Mm-hmm. The difference with yours is that it's made out of real wood. But as a startup that's trying to both capture buzz, but also perhaps keep some parts of your project a little bit under wraps, how do you feel about that competition? 
uh, I think competition is a good thing because it makes you to do it good and better. I mean, the user will judge if they get a great experience, they will use it. And for what is public, we don't have a direct competitor because there are a lot of, uh, in the last two years, there were, you know, guitars where you can plug your iPhone inside or a gadget that you can attach on your electric guitar. But all of them, they are actually remote control. But what we do it in completely different way. We give, we give the brain to the instrument. So we don't need any computer or any tablet. How much is it going to cost for people that do want to have a slice of this new gadget? I mean, we haven't fixed the cost yet, but we definitely, with the first release, we are targeting the, the professional musicians and the cost will be not higher than, I mean, it will be in the range of their standard instrument. When you say a standard instrument, you mean a standard electric guitar. So yeah. we're, we're talking I mean, thousands of dollars. Guitar. Yeah, I mean, the, the electric guitar you have from the kids to the, the Eric Clapton stage. And uh, of course we will have a different models. So you could have kids learning the smart guitar in school and performing in assembly. Yes, I mean, that's uh, one of the many possibilities. We're sitting here in Sweden. Sweden is the third largest exporter of music in the world after the US and the UK. Have you had any interest from the music industry here? Uh, yes, of course. I mean, I think Stockholm, Sweden and Stockholm is one of the best places where you want to be if you work with the music and tech. I mean, you have a Spotify, you have a sound industry with Marshall headphones, and we have so many things happening. And uh, yes, we got some interest. And actually, uh, Jacob K, one of our investor, he is formal VP at Warner Music. And we have other contacts, but you know, we have some disclosure at the moment. <laughs> so there's obviously some stuff that you're keeping under wraps, but what can you tell us about where you see this product being used in five years time? What kind of an impact would you like it to make? I mean, at the moment we are focusing on the guitar and what we want to give to the musician, it's not a new product, but it's a possibility. The electric guitar didn't kick away the acoustic guitar, but it was a possibility. It was a new door. And then people that embraced this new world, Hendrix and the rock and roll, and the, you know, the musical history was changed. So what we want to do, we want to give the musician the, the possibility of uh, explore this new world, which we are actually already in. So we see uh, people on stage, people sitting on the couch and playing music and having fun and uh, a new era for the musical industry. You've been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage, with support for this season's episodes by Capital and My News Desk. Special thanks to our communications team, Hype United, Benoit Derrière for sound assistance, Simeon Ghost for sharing their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. Mm-hmm.